0: Welcome to Story Chats at INSPY Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry, and
1: I'm here with my two
0: co hosts.
1: I'm Norelle Atkins.
0: And I'm Valerie
2: Comer. Our, didn't In- you mean three co hosts? Because we've got Cooney Oh, two. We do. We have Cooney <laughs> with
1: us
0: again. Yay. <laughs> Hi, Cooney. She may Cooney not have do- strong opinions on the books, though. <laughs> she Just is pushing now. on you. She's like, I don't want to be on this podcast.
1: She's turned her back on us. <laughs>
0: yes, poor Cooney. <laughs> She's like, I was sleeping. Aww, was. She's so I was I brought cute. her over because I know people want to see
2: her beautiful face we do that's so hard to see, see so hard to see uh because she's so dark she's beautiful she blends into the, the shadows
1: she's like she's loving. so fluffy she's like this big fluff ball she is. yeah
0: anyway so, so- <laughs> other than other than CUNY today, we are talking about CCR <laughs> that we've been reading lately. Mm-hmm. Um, so just for fun reading, not necessarily podcast reading, which is nice to talk about the ones that we are choosing for ourselves. Um, I know that all of us have been reading great things of late, and I am looking forward to hearing what those are. So um, Narelle, you want to kick us off?
1: I will kick us off. So, um, what have I been reading? So, the first uh, book I'm going to talk about um, is the '80s rom-com club, which is a collection of romances. There's six stories in it, and it is super fun. And if you're a child of the '80s like I was, then you're you're just there in terms of all the pop culture references. And what's really fun about these stories is they're all interconnected. So there's like this online chat group where all the girls so the heroines in all six books are all friends and they actually get together and watch movies so in the same way you'll see on twitter people talking about hallmark movies for example using all the hashtags related to the can't think. they call themselves hallmarkies or something can't remember the details on it um, they have their own little 80s thing so um Beth will be very proud of me I have read the first three books out of six <laughs> <so>. <laughs> but they'll be prouder of me because I didn't go in order <laughs> that's funny I started with number three I went three I went three two one I went reverse order but I will finish <laughs> these books so the first one I'm going to talk about um is Evie Tyler's Day Off by Betsy saint amand and this one is based on Ferris Bueller's Day Off and I went straight to this book because I thought how can you make a Christian romance or a CCR or a contemporary romance out of the Ferris Bueller's Day Off storyline and that was I mean, if if you don't know what I'm talking about, this is the movie with Matthew Broderick where he cuts school and he had the school teacher chasing around trying to catch him out, um, what we'd call wagging school. I don't know if that's an expression Americans yeah. know, but that was what it was called in the 80s. <laughs> and it is just hilarious. And so the setup for this book is that Evie's, it's a 30th birthday, so it's a single-day timeframe mm-hmm. um, novella, which is really fun. And so she had this bucket list of 30 things to do before 30 that she hasn't finished. So her best friend decides that um, Evie needs to play hooky from work and take the day off. And so she calls in sick, as you do. And they have a red convertible because that was in the original book. And off they go running around Chicago, which is where Ferris Bueller's Day Off and pretty much all the John Hughes movies were set in this red convertible. And we have the best friend's brother. So that's who Evie had a crush on when she was at high school. And he's gone off and become a professional photographer. And so they are traipsing around Chicago doing all these crazy things. And if you have a thing like me and you hate needles, then there might be stages in this book where you grit your teeth. (laughs) I think I will skim read that. (laughs) But they just do all this really fun stuff in Chicago and um, obviously as the day unfolds the history and the feelings between the best friend's brother and Evie start to to play out in the story so it was very light on in terms of faith element you're not going to probably find really a faith element in this one which doesn't surprise me because it would be very hard to do that with the in story setup. yeah yeah in <laughs> one day very hard but it was super fun and I really enjoyed it so that was the first one I went for and then the next one I read was "Sure About You by J.C. Weaver. And this one is um, set on the "Sure Thing movie, which is a movie I i think I watched years ago, but it's not something that's really in my mind that I can remember, like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, for example. And this one is an interesting one. It's Enemies to Love, and it's kind of a love triangle, but it's not a love triangle. It's a love triangle that Beth could cope with, if that makes sense. <laughs> So the story set up is that um, the characters is is Isley. Now, I'm going to get this wrong because JC actually told us in the book how to pronounce her name, but do you think I can actually remember that? I do like it when authors add that how to pronounce the name thing Mm. discreetly in the book because I always (laughs) get it wrong. And um, Pax is the guy. And so they work together and there's this journalism, they're in Dallas, and there's this journalism conference in LA. And so they both need to end up going to this conference. Um, but she also has an online boyfriend, kind of boyfriend, sort of boyfriend that she's never met in person. So her plan is to go to LA and finally meet this guy that she's been talking to online. And so they, the, the story without giving too much away, um, she is she's the planner girl she has a planner it runs a life she's very much clockwork this is how everything's going to happen down to the nth degree of detail and all her plans just go out the window traveling to la is much more complicated than just jumping on one plane and flying there so it's super fun and what i really liked about this one is that jc really brought out the faith element in the story so he had um, turned his back on his faith and come back to faith and so there were things in the story that challenged him as well in terms of where his faith was so that was a really cute and a really fun story and some quite unexpected things happened as well so I enjoyed that one it wasn't predictable at all and cool and the, the third one I read was <laughs> the first book And that was Just Like That by Teresa Tysinger. And that's based on Baby Boom, loosely based, inspired by Baby Boom. So this one, we've got Jane, who's a social media influencer in New York City. And her brother has to go overseas for work. And I think she's got a... 14-year-old niece she's 14 who is in North Carolina and she's like oh that's fine she can just come to New York City what teenage girl doesn't want to live in the Big Apple blah 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 of course her niece hates being in New York City so off they go back to her hometown in which in North Carolina and of course the local vet there was like the guy she liked in high school. So we have a lovely little romance there and um, she has lots of fun trying to find internet that works because of her, her whole life is based around um, being online and she's got this big sponsorship deal that she's trying to nail down with this corporation that she's worked really hard for and there's all sorts of things going on with that. But that was also another really fun romance story. Nice, easy um, read as well with a with a relevant faith element as well in that one. So they're the three that I'm gonna talk about. I need to read the other three, but I'm reading in order. Uh, but if you if you love 80s movies, if you like pop culture references and um, all that kind of thing, then this movie will be right up your alley. I really enjoyed it for that reason.
2: My question for you, Norelle, is for those of us yeah. who aren't big into 80s movies and aren't into pop culture. I was a young mum in the 80s and mm-hmm. I just really didn't have time to care about anything like that. Would those of us in my boots still enjoy it? I haven't picked at that because I kind of thought I might not, even though I love many of the authors in it.
1: Yeah, I think you would. So there'll be things like, um, if I mean, for anyone who knows Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Twist and Shout, the song has significance. Um, but even if you don't understand, even if you don't get those things, it's like they're an added bonus, if you know what I mean. It's like, um, it's like do you want fries with that? Your burger is fine and you'll enjoy the burger. The fries can just make it a little bit better. So I think definitely you could read it and enjoy it. And they are hilarious in terms of okay. the settings to and the situations. And I, as I said, I wasn't really familiar with um, the sure thing, but I love JC's story. So okay. that sort of proves my point. Yeah, that you can enjoy <laughs> it without it. Okay. But it, yeah. yeah, so don't let that deter you. But if you are an 80s fan, then you will devour this. Yeah.
0: And I mean, it's funny to me that Teresa, like Baby Boom, I remember absolutely adoring back in the day, but that literally was a toddler uh, who gets dumped on on the main character. So switching that for a 14 year old is a a fairly drastic change in the story, I would think. vibe. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So it's inspired rather than based on. So I think of the three, I think probably Betsy's book, with the Ferris Bueller's Day Off was probably the closest to following that. Um, except we didn't. I mean, obviously, you can't have someone who's playing hooky from work and their boss traipsing around trying to find them in Chicago. I mean, that I just mean, would be right, ridiculous. It
0: was, <laughs> but it makes the boss look like a wacko. So yeah.
1: Well, the school teacher was a wacko in the original yes, movie. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, so there's you see little references and little inspiration, and sometimes the the roles are swapped around as well. So it's not exactly the same as what the movie was, but the trope, the tropes and sort of the the essence of the story in terms of how those movies worked kind of comes out and they talk. So you'll see some of the chat as well mm-hmm. and they'll be talking about, so I think in Teresa's book, they're talking about, was it JC's The Breakfast Club and someone else is talking about Pretty in Pink. So you get all the different types of um, 80s movies that get talked about as they're watching them as well, but they're just super fun and they're super cute. And um, if you're looking just to dive into something easy and breezy and, 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 good to read that's not going to um, challenge you intellectually too much if you just want to tune out and have fun and indulge in some nostalgia then they're a great little collection to read Excellent, Excellent. Valerie
2: um, the first one that I have on my list today is not like that <laughs> not saying I wouldn't enjoy that one but I haven't picked it up. Um, my first one today is Seeking Home by Carolyn Arson. Um, I enjoy reading stories set in Canada. I enjoy westerns um, and a lot of Carolines are small town and ranch kind of kind of mixed and most of them are quite unapologetically uh, with a Christian faith element as well. So um she used to write for Love Inspired, and I can see some of that angst <laughs> still uh, coming through in her writing, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Everybody has big stakes and, um, and big backgrounds to drive them there. So Tanner is selling his family's ranch. He's the, the oldest sibling, and he's inherited it. It holds too many bad memories of his wife and his daughter who had passed away a few years ago. So Sabine is the heroine, Um, she had um, she'd gotten a good settlement when her estranged husband passed away, and she decided to buy a ranch near where she lived as a child to give her daughter the life that Sabine had wanted when she was a child, and she lost it because her father had gambled away their family ranch, so Tanner sells to Sabine. And, and in the process, which does take a while as, as real estate transfers do, um, he's to help her, you know, get the lay of the land and get things sorted out. And he kind of begins to have trouble staying away from her. Um, but he struggles with the reminder of his own daughter whenever he sees Sabine's daughter so that's that's a big problem for him right there and Sabine struggles with people that she remembers didn't like her and didn't like her father like why she went back to the same community might be a big question but she really feels like she can prove that she's made something of her life and she wants to to walk tall and strong and prove that you know that she is not her father. So um, there was a lot in that one that I really enjoyed. Um, and it, as is sometimes the case, you've got a, a character where you just kind of want to give them a little <laughs> upside the head, you know, like, don't be such a jerk. Um, but it worked for the story and um, I really enjoyed it. It's set in the, uh, the Rocky Mountains, Western Alberta. So the setting was also terrific.
0: Anyway, that was my first one. Which got good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my first one is Forever on the Bay by Lee Tobin McLean. Okay. And it is one that she wrote for Harlequin, not love inspired. Um, so it's not overtly Christian, but this one in particular of it's the last book in her the Off Season series. Okay. I think and read I read wrote- those really feel like in this one in particular the faith element really kind of popped through despite it not being a inspirational line for Harlequin um because Lee Lee is sneaky like that (laughs) and um and gets it in there this one it was fun it's a brother's best friend which is always kind of fun and um it's got a fairly significant age gap, which is kind of interesting. I haven't seen a lot where there's a huge age gap. Um, but this one, I feel like it was probably close to 10 years. Um, so that made it interesting to see that, you know, just the difference in maturity levels between, (laughs) between the hero and the heroine, um, and how they bridge that gap. Um, So, and then there's the added sort of fun, if you will, (laughs) uh, that the brother is, uh, has been murdered. Um, so he's no longer there. I mean, it's not suspense, but so he's not there to be protective older brother. Um, but he did warn the friend off before he died, um, which means then that, you know the the brother's friend is still sort of fighting all those same things that you normally would even though the brother's not there making it awkward um but oh we lost valerie hopefully she'll come back are you back yes there we go
2: (laughs) i wasn't sure whether it was me
0: who went away
2: or you guys and then i disappeared (laughs) and then you did
0: (laughs) but you're back in blue sky outside i have no idea what that was about anyway hi that's okay um (laughs) So, so the, the heroine really has to do, there's a, there's a big coming of age kind of element for her because she is younger and she is a childhood, I believe childhood cancer survivor as well, which, um, she never really like everybody sort of treated her like she's fragile. And so she's overcoming that as well. Um, so it, it just, it was really interesting and thick and rich, um, which I really appreciated. It wasn't, like, sometimes fluff is really fun, but this this is definitely not fluff. Um, it was, and it wrapped up, I've enjoyed the off-season series. That's the one with the cottage for the um, people with the dogs. Yeah. Cottage.
2: The, yeah. Uh, <laughs> police officers who've had some trauma, some PTSD stuff.
0: Yes. Um, and so I, I really, it was good to see the town sort of wrapped up all the prior couples, you know, it's, it was a really well done end to the series. Um, I would say it, it stands alone, but it's better if you know, you know, the history of the town and all, all the people who you're running into, they'll just be people if you don't know that, oh, that's book two, you know, (laughs) as you're going. Yeah. Um, But I really, really enjoyed it. And I think Lee did a fantastic job, again, especially since it's not technically a Christian line for Harlequin, still making it have some very obvious faith elements and growth and and just an importance of having faith in your life, which I like to see.
1: You got another one, Narelle? I do. So I'm on mm-hmm. a bit of a movie theme today. So <laughs> the next one, <laughs> Valerie is going to be rolling her eyes. But no, no, she won't be rolling her eyes because she'll probably want to watch this one. So the next book I'm going to talk about, I actually have the movie stored on the hard drive connected to my TV. And I don't, I'm one of those people, I like to read the book before I watch the movie, yes. because I find that the movie ruins the book if I do it the other way. Mm-hmm. The book, the books are just different. And so, this one is Finding Love in San Antonio by Mira Lee Ferrell and Kimberly Rose Johnson. And this is super fun. And um, what I liked about it is you've got the main romance, you've also got quite a big romantic subplot. And in many ways, I like the romantic subplot better than the main romance. Then there's also another couple of. Pardon?
2: I think I've heard this from you before the romantic subplot uh, often. Yeah.
1: then there's yeah. also another couple of little romances sort of going around the edges as well. So that very much was a big tick for me. And so it's, a, and it's also a foodie book. So the main character, whose name has Adela. And they have um, Spanish names, so I'm I'm not going to go any further than that because I'll pronounce them all the wrong way. <laughs> so she is um, a chef in L.A. She's a celebrity chef, has her own TV show. But she's originally from San Antonio and she met her husband. His family have a restaurant called Romero's in San Antonio. They've had it for like 30 years or something. And that's where she'd met her husband. But she was a, she became a chef, got the big break, went to L.A. and then he passed away three years earlier and she has a 13-year-old daughter who's obsessed with soccer. And so we open the story and she's in L.A. and her daughter is really upset because mum is never at soccer. She arrives at halftime or, she, or she's dragging in at the end. And so we're heading into summer and the grandma, which is her mother-in-law so her late husband's mother who owns a restaurant in San Antonio is visiting and they're all going back to San Antonio for the summer so her daughter's really looking forward to going back there getting out of LA and spending time with her family and um, she has and what then the problem with the first romance is that she's got this offer to go to Europe for the summer to do some filming for with all these international chefs so this big career opportunity but her daughter wants to be in San Antonio for the summer so that's the main romance and then the hero is a food critic um, from San Antonio and it starts off enemies to love they do not start off on a very good footing so there's lots of fun things that happen with that and then the second romance is the niece of um, her mother-in-law so that's her like her late husband's cousin who's the assistant manager of the restaurant and the guy who she's friends with and this is a friends to more owns a food truck that's kind of competition so the restaurant's been struggling and um, we end up with Adela coming back and cooking in the kitchen because the chef quits and um, that sort of starts all of the drama with all of that going on and the food is great in this book (laughs) and then (laughs) and so it's it's really interesting reading a book that's written for a movie because it's very different to reading a book where it's in terms of the story structure. So I really liked the jumping around a bit. I think there might have been even four or five viewpoint characters in it, but it was a really fun read and I could really see the story in my mind as well as I was reading it and I really enjoyed it and had depth to it as well and a lot of big questions that were being asked in terms of um looking at family versus career and all those kind of things as well and um yeah and sandra who was the niece i think she was a character that i probably liked the best she was um lots of fun and had a lot of stuff that she was dealing with as well so i recommend reading this one and then going and watching the movie as well because i think it will make a great movie from what i've read in the book so
0: Was it, it was a movie first? This is a novelization of a movie or was it a book? Okay. So it was a novelization of the movie.
1: Yes. I think it's a novelization of the movie because the movie's out. The movie came out before the book released, I think. So you know how they do like companion books? Yeah. So it wasn't a book that then got signed up to become a movie. It was done sort of simultaneously.
0: Yeah. um, Kristen Etheridge did one for Hallmark. She novelized one of their October movies. October baby. No, I think it's like October sky. It's October something. October. I could be is? Wrong. Yeah. It's October something, <laughs> <laughs> and it's a novelization of the movie. And I, I just find that fascinating um, to take a movie and make it into a book when it didn't start out as a book. But
2: for um, for Miralee and Kimberly, I'm ninety nine percent sure that they sold the script.
0: And then, and then
2: novelized it because I, 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 I I know the folks they hang out with.
0: Okay. (laughs) So they wrote a screenplay. It got made into a movie and then they're like, okay, now we'll, Oh, okay. I I would,
2: without having asked either of them, I firmly believe that that is what happened.
0: Right. If either of you ladies actually (laughs) want our podcast, (laughs) we'd love to know. (laughs) Very cool. For sure. Yeah. All right, Valerie, what's your number two? My
2: second one is Sweet Waters by Julie Carabini. Um, I thought I'd read all her Otter Bay series, uh, but apparently i missed the first one. Oh, I don't know okay. how you do that. No, I've read books You managed really? to do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm talented. Uh, <laughs> Tara is the oldest of three sisters. Um, their mother just remarried, and Tara has just been jilted. Ooh. So she decides to move back to Otter Bay. I can't remember where they are when it starts, Missouri or somewhere, very definitely not California. Um, She remembers happy times there as a child when her parents were, um, you know, when the girls were all young and the family was happy and her, her dad had a good job there. Um, So she just decides to pack up and move because she hasn't ever done anything impulsive in her life and it's time. So her sisters come, one of them reluctantly and one cheerfully, but the fairy tale turns into an ugly reality show when instead of pleasant memories, they are turned over uh, in favor of what actually happened and what caused her parents to leave Otter Bay years before. (laughs) So there's a little bit of drama on the backside there and her, her sisters are both like fully formed characters as well. You can see that there's some dynamics there that, um, that have some issues to the point where I looked back and went, I know I've read books two and three. Are they the <laughs> books of her sisters? And the answer is no. Oh, So I'm not oh. really sure what happened there um well trad pub is probably what happened there yeah anyway meanwhile tara meets uh firefighter josh who has forgiveness issues of his own and he's dealing with his father's alcoholism and um so while both of them are struggling to forgive their fathers but tara's father is dead and gone but everybody in this town remembers him, all the old timers anyway and um and Josh's father is a very cheerful and happy and well-loved member of the community, but not everyone knows his problem. So I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's it's definitely got the beach vibe. Um, Julie lives on the beach in California and most of her books are set there. Um, maybe all, I, I don't know, I haven't gone through and you know checked all the boxes, but uh, that's what I know her for
0: and um, really enjoyed reading this one cool that sounds good i like hidden secrets the truth of your memories kind of you know that's kind of fun i like yeah those. well yeah. yeah it would be fun if it yeah if
2: it wasn't i like it so i like nasty. it in
0: books <laughs> not, <laughs> not, <laughs> not not cool all right so my second one is a calm and gentle rain by kimberly ray jordan um This is the last of the New Hope blah, New Hope Falls series. Um, it was kind of interesting to me that she saved CC uh, for the last character because CC has kind of been a B word the whole way through this series. The character everyone loved to hate. Yeah, she. I mean, she was horrible, horrible, horrible. Pretty horrible. much. Yeah, horrible. Um, but it was fantastic to get a chance to see why is CC horrible, um, and and you know just to be reminded yet again, as we all pretty much need to remember, I think, in daily life, like hurting people hurt people, um, and CC is a hurting person hugely, um, and Andy is just adorable and sweet and steady like he's he's the kind of guy that would get overlooked completely in real life and in fact he does get overlooked completely in fictional life as well by and large um but he has just been in love with Cece for forever and never done anything f- about it because uh, she needed a friend more than she needed anything else. And no one else would be her friend because of the aforementioned B word issues. And so he was like, he would be her friend because everybody needs a friend. And she needed that, like I said, more than more than she needed anything else. And so watching uh, Prickly, I, I learned a new trope this week. And I think it applies here. Um, grumpy Sunshine kind of applies here because cece's definitely <laughs> grumpy but andy's not like over the top like cheerful sunshine he's just steady and calm and and there but i think he probably still would qualify because he he's not grumpy <laughs> <certainly>. <laughs> so, um but they you know and and so here again with the last book in the series of what 12 11 books um in there yeah I'm not sure something like that you get to see all the other couples moving on with their life which is really nice as well um to wrap up again it stands alone fine um but you're happier if you know who all these people you're seeing are um and then I also really appreciated she did this in a couple of the New Hope Falls books and I don't remember it being a thing so much with many of her other series But she took some things that normally you would only see in romantic suspense. They could be suspensy types of elements, but but they're not suspensy the way that she presented them here. They're just drama. Um, So I like the fact, like, especially if you're not in the mood for romantic suspense, but you want a little more external, you know, it's not pages and pages of internal muttering. It's, you know, there are real external things (laughs) happening too. Um, I, I, it's a really neat balance and I enjoyed, um, it was a good end to the series. And I hope that if you've read the other books and you get to, and you're like, Cece, not interested, you're, you're interested. It's worth, <laughs> it's worth reading and Cece redeems herself, um, you know, as, as you would expect. Right. But, um, she has good, valid reasons for who she is. Um, I have not read it
2: yet. It is on my Kindle, but you <laughs> know that TBR things just yeah. keep elbowing their yeah. way forward—books <laughs> yes. for uh, for podcast yes. episodes, yes. and and then other things come up, and <laughs> it's still there. And maybe maybe yeah. I'll talk about it next month. We'll see. Okay. Well, I recommend <laughs> so, it. Yeah.
0: Recommend it highly. Yeah. Um, I will miss the series, but I am excited that she's already. Revealed the first book in the next series. So she's, you know, she's not going to leave us hanging for long.
1: <laughs> so with that one, though, how do you think if someone was to come to this book and had never read any of the early books, knew nothing about CC, mm-hmm. do you think that would be a different reading experience to having read all 11 and then starting this one in terms of what you know or don't know about her?
0: I don't think so because she's not a huge character. In just the in the books.
2: one, one book sh- I, stands out to me that she yeah. was planning the high school the reunion, reunion and she yeah. was in that quite a lot. But before that, she just wandered in and out occasionally.
0: Yeah. She, okay. And, and she's, there's enough, you see enough, even being in her head, um, you see enough of her bad treatment of people at the beginning. Um, and even though you, you sort of understand where it's coming from right away, it's still yeah. enough that you're like, wow, girl, you need to like back that up. <laughs> you need to take Chill. a look. Yeah, you need to back that up. Um, so I, I don't, I mean, it might be a little different, but not not massively, I don't think.
2: Yeah, well, most of us probably aren't gonna look at a, a an author's entire list and just randomly choose
1: book 11 in a series.
0: No, it's unlikely. <laughs> But But it could happen if someone
1: picked Well, if if someone might pick it up on sale, or you just come across it. I mean, I will. To be fair, I will jump around when it comes to tropes. Sometimes I will go out of order in a series because I'm interested in one trope and not really keen to read another trope, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. So that is a reason I will jump around rather than starting at number one and reading through. And if I don't yeah. have time, I know really? I don't have the time. Odd, to odd to sort of person, Narelle. I mean, I, I love you and all <laughs> that, but, but that's just weird. It depicts tropes, I mean, I really? tend to agree,
0: but I <laughs> know. I think you're actually more like most readers um, than Valerie and I because like we're (laughs) apparently like need OCD medication (laughs) or something um but I think a lot of people would be you know do look for tropes that are interesting or they read the blurb and it's like okay I want to read about this nice steady guy who's been in love with his friend um so I can see that or if they listen to the podcast, and now we've been talking about this series for forever. so you've had time to read them all. But <laughs> <if you haven't, laughs> Okay. Um, and this one just sounds really interesting. I, I think you could jump in um, and be fine.
1: Yeah, I think it but I think a lot of my jumping around comes from reading in the library, where you often could not read every book in order, because they'd be out at different times, and you put your requests in for a series, but you never knew what order you're going to get that series in, depending on how fast the people in the line ahead of you actually read it. So I traditionally have read a lot of long series books in different genres, not not specifically CCR out of order. that very reason so maybe that's why i have a bit more comfort with jumping around for weird, see i just
0: put my request in for the next book in the series and if it's a 45 week wait then i wait 45 weeks and i keep my eye to see if it goes on sale and i just go read something else instead of what's in that series yeah i mean that's what normal (laughs) people would do
1: um but i'm going back because i'm probably going back 20 years though in terms of when there were no ebooks yeah you could rarely buy christian fiction in australia yeah. you relied on the library and the books they ordered in were dependent on what um That's finaled fair. in the RITA. they used to buy according to the RITA awards okay. so you got what yeah.
0: you got what you got and that was it and you, yeah
1: you were happy with it That's well you fair. didn't have a choice <laughs> you can only read what was there you might as yes. well be happy with it <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah all right all right final thoughts we're close to time no. my final thought was that i thought
2: we'd have three books and the other one i read this month was Nic- uh, nicole by sarah monzen okay. so um oh. but i don't have to talk about it i just yeah, wanted to it. put it out there
0: save it for next month
2: oh i've i've already you started next month, for next month. <laughs> yeah well give us a two minute spiel yeah two
0: minutes oh, the two minute
2: spiel. i can talk fast <laughs> yeah do so it. it's part of the sewing and socal series um mm-hmm. book three i believe Single mom, Nicole, tries to temper her daughter's expectations of her deadbeat dad while saving the world in every enmi- environmental escapade possible. She is just a little overboard and crazy. And I'm somebody she, who kind of likes environmentalism stuff myself. And Nicole, yeah, she's Nicole's pretty weird. Nicole's a lot. Yeah,
0: Nicole's yeah, a, a lot. She's a lot.
2: And interestingly, her, her she doesn't want to date, like, at all. And her friends pledge $50 each for every time she goes on a date that lasts like more than half an hour or something like that. So (laughs) she she goes on dates and she's just like talking up money for her favorite environmental causes, which is hilariously funny. Um, But at the beginning of the book, she she can't handle the guy in front of her like at all. And she mentally kisses the $200 goodbye and and starts to get out. But her best friend's fiance's best friend, got that, <laughs> um, is there and he steps in. He knows about the girl's pact. So he's saving her money. He's giving her money. And she's like, she, she hates him. She doesn't want anything to do with him um, because he's not a serious environmentalist and she can't handle it. It just cracked me up. I, I love this story.
0: Yeah, it was fun. It sounds so fun. Yeah. I love this whole series. I just finished Betsy, but I'm going to talk about that next time. So
2: I have the next two on my Kindle as we speak, but they <laughs> yeah. have to take their turns. I'm yeah. sorry, Sarah, but so many books, so little time. Right. And yeah. that's The
0: truth. All right. Well, we'd love to know what you've been reading lately. Tell us in the comments. Uh, yeah. Thank you for or TBR. Or yeah, because <laughs> yeah, we'll just add it to our list and then never get to anything that we put on there before, but that's okay. Uh, thank you for joining us at Story Chats. Let us know your thoughts and what you've been reading in the comments. And uh, if you're on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and hit that notification bell. You can find information about the podcast at inspiromancecom slash Story Chats. And um, we'll see you next week. Meanwhile, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. <laughs> Bye everybody.
2: Bye. Bye, everyone.